Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everybody. It's Kim Moss, and welcome to another episode of Move Forward. Today I want to talk to you about words. Words are really important to me. Anybody who has a prophetic gift, of course, words are going to be very important to them. But I want to talk to you about everyday words. And uh, I want to talk to you not only about the words that you speak and that I speak, but words that are spoken to us. You know, lots of different places that I've been throughout the years in ministry, we've talked a lot about word curses. I don't know if you've ever, ever heard that term. Word curses are negative things spoken over our lives that sometimes take root in us and then produce behaviors or thoughts or understandings about ourselves that are usually not true. And you don't ever want to receive a word curse. So when people gossip about you or people say hard things to you out of anger or uh, criticism just simply because they want to hurt your feelings, those definitely are word curses. But every now and then somebody says something to you that hurts your feelings and uh, actually it's true. So let me give you an illustration from my own life. I remember a time when I had someone say to me, well, you know, Kim, you're harsh and you're not really all that friendly. And oh my gosh, I was so hurt by that. And I didn't act like it at the time, but when I went home, I was just like before the Lord, like, Lord... I'm not unfriendly. I'm not harsh. And uh, after I started just really pressed in with the Lord about it, I had to uh, begin to think about how is it that I'm perceived that way? Why is it that I'm perceived that way? And am I okay with being perceived that way? Or is that something that really uh, I need to take care of? First of all, I don't want anyone to think that I'm harsh because what happens is that if I'm perceived as harsh, whether I think I am or not, Um, If I come across that way, then that makes me unapproachable. And because relationship is a value for me, and I think that the kingdom of God is built on relationship, um, then that's a problem, and I need to think that through. The other other thing about being not friendly, it's also another relationship killer and um, also makes me unapproachable. And I had to really think through those things. What is the deal? Well, I know some things about myself. I could, I could understand that you know, um, a lot of a lot of leaders and uh, any person who is a public speaker on a platform, usually that comes with a gifting, and that gifting sort of that anointing turns on when you get on the platform. It doesn't mean that I crave the platform. I don't, you know, I don't need to be performing for anyone. I long time ago I dealt with performance orientation. And um, that's not the issue, but there is there is something that happens when you get on a platform, and this is your gift to speak and to preach, and publicly and before people that your anointing kicks in, and you become this sort of charismatic, open-handed, open-hearted person who seems very gregarious and extroverted. And yet, when you come off the platform, and that anointing is no longer with you you're actually an introverted person. 
I have had that happen. Sometimes I have approached a speaker. Have you ever had that happen? You go to a conference and you hear some amazing thing by some leader or some speaker and you wait in line to see them afterwards. And then they're totally different when they're not on the platform and they're a little bit awkward and maybe they feel they seem standoffish to you like you're a bother. And um, oftentimes it really isn't it really has nothing to do with you. It really has to do with the fact that while they're on the platform, the anointing is moving them because they're moving in a gift that is for the platform. And when they're not on the platform, you're getting the introversion. I've heard that Bill Johnson is very much like that, that he's one way on the platform when he's speaking and he's another way in person. It doesn't mean that he's not kind. It doesn't mean that he's not compassionate. It doesn't mean that he's not a man of character. It just means that introverted people are have a little... Diff, more difficult time um, conversing with strangers. It just is. You just feel a little awkward and you don't exactly know what to say. And um, and I have some of that. Sometimes when I'm in a place and I'm surrounded by strangers, people that I haven't met yet, I'm not as gregarious and outgoing as I normally am. When Once I know you, that's it. Then, it, then all bets are off and I'll talk your ear off and we'll talk about all kinds of things. But when I first meet you, sometimes I, I feel unfriendly. And um, so as I thought about that, I realized, oh, that's what's going on. After I get off the platform or after I'm done ministering or these things, then uh, when people are with me one-on-one, I sort of hide back in my introversion. And so it feels unfriendly to them. And it began to break my heart. The harsh thing that came from, because I am a, a person of truth, I really value truth. It's very, very high value, maybe one of my number one values. And so I can be very direct. Also, being a a prophetic person, uh, oftentimes we see very black and white. And uh, and so even though I am a very compassionate person, um, sometimes I can speak in a manner that is very uh, direct. And that directness can come off harsh, especially as someone who's very sensitive. I'm not a very emotionally sensitive person, um, though I am very compassionate. And um, so I had to understand that that feels harsh to those people who come to me for counsel or wisdom or just shooting the breeze, as a matter of fact. And so as I went before the Lord and I realized these things, I began to pray about it and ask him to take some of those edges off me to help me come out of my shell when I'm with people that I don't know yet. And, uh, and boy, I've had a lot of practice with that. Once the Lord took me out of my pastorate, that with people that I had known for many years and had ministered to every single week, week in and week out, um, and takes me to itinerant speaking. Wow, I'm meeting new people all the time. And they're excited to have me and they're wide open and so and they're so friendly. And I I have to uh, make an effort to be more extroverted so that that relationship isn't, um, there's no walls put up. You know, so they don't feel like they're coming up against a wall. And so I've had to work on that. I've had to work on the harsh thing and come from a different place when I'm talking to people and begin to discern, are these, do I have enough relational clout with a person? Have I known them long enough and made enough investments in them that they can receive it when I give them a direct word? When I'm very direct with them, when I make, pull no punches, when I don't when I don't make it flowery or easy for them to swallow, I just directly say sing, something to them to sort of awaken them to what's really going on. And so, in doing those things, actually, I grew and I moved forward in my ability to relate to people and to be relational, which I care about. 
And so uh, if you relate to any of that, good. (laughs) I also had to spend time and forgive. I had to forgive people who misunderstood me. Because, you know, if I didn't forgive, then that could not me and be tormenting, actually, to me. And then what happens is that, see, that becomes an identity. See, the thing is, is that I may have been perceived as harsh and unfriendly, but I am not harsh. So it's not an identity. Harsh is not part of my identity. Unfriendly is not part of my identity. It's not who I am. And so I needed to find a way to, uh, to come out of agreement and alignment with the lie of the enemy that would try and say that I am harsh and I am unfriendly. And then I needed to find a way to reveal my heart a little bit more when I am with people so that that misconception could be fully broken, you see. And then I had to forgive those who who didn't understand me and misperceived me. Because if I didn't, see, then I begin to see all people outside of me as people who misunderstand me and who think these ways of me. And then I hide for them and hide from them even more. And then guess what happens? Yes, m- more people think I'm harsh and I become even harsher to them. More people think I'm unfriendly and then I just become downright aloof, you know, and uncaring and, uh, and completely unrelational. And, uh, and that's not good. So see, to to receive some of the truth in some of those things, when God is trying to give us a message, you know, we may have to hear hard things. We may have to hear things that hurt our feelings. And sometimes it's good to get our feelings hurt because it awakens us to something new and it causes us to seek the Lord on what is the truth in this and what is not the truth in this. The part that's not true, you let go. The The part that was not true for me is that I'm not harsh and I'm not unfriendly. So I let that go and I didn't take that on as a label and I didn't feel guilty and beat myself up and do all those, all those crazy sort of strange things God never asked you to do. But what I did do is I sought, sought for the truth. And when I found the truth and I applied it to my life, I adjusted to a new way of being with people through, by the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, you see, so that they could see who I really am and they could actually receive from me. See, that's the big thing to me too. So I have a call on my life. You have a call on your life. And I don't want anything in my life to hinder or malign the word of the Lord that comes from me to other people. I think we all should be that way. And so sometimes the words that come out of other people's mouths, even when they don't realize that they're hurting your feelings, sometimes they're good for us to hear so that we can adjust to what God really has for us. The last thing that I want to talk to you about today is not only the words spoken to us, I just talked to you long about that, but I want to talk to you about the words spoken from us. Proverbs says that there is power in the tongue. It says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. James tells us that we, the tongue is like a rudder and it's really hard to control. And it's very true, isn't it? I know that you've probably heard lots of people speak about words and the importance of words. But if we're going to be a prophetic people, then the things that come out of our mouth are even more important. Because I believe that the church is a prophetic community and we all should prophesy, then we all need to understand the power of words. If you want a more detailed explanation than I'm going to give you today, I'm only going to give you a t- tidbit of how I feel about this topic and the things that I've discovered through scripture and from the Lord about this topic, you can get my booklet called The Power of Words. It's the first booklet in the uh, prophetic series, and you can find it on my website at kimmoss.com. It's in the bookstore, and you can order it, and uh, you can get it uh, today if you want. The thing is, is that Paul says, let no corrupt words come out of your mouth. 
And I love that. When I began to study that passage of scripture, I found out that that word corrupt in the Greek means dried up. So essentially he's saying, let no dried up words come out of your mouth. Since we're talking about words that can hurt people today, and we talked about actually words that can be word curses versus words that can hurt our feelings, but have a truth in them that that will help us adjust our lives to be more who we were created to be so we can fulfill the call on our life. This is more in line with word curses, and uh, I can't call other people on it, but those of you who are listening, um, I'm calling you on it today. Paul says, don't let any dried up word come out of your mouth. Jesus told us that out of our out of our bellies would come rivers of living water. That living water has to do with the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to be vessels, temples of the Holy Spirit. And then Matthew tells us that uh, out of the contents of our heart, the mouth speaks. So if we're speaking dried up words, guess what's dried up? Yeah, our hearts. It means that our hearts become dried up in some area. And, um, and out of that dried up place, we're speaking dried up words. I want to tell you something about this. You know, every day we come in contact with people who need living water. They need us to be a prophetic community who speak the words of life and the words from God into their lives. It's really an important part of being a prophetic community. It's really an important part of being Christian because you can't really separate being a prophetic community from being Christian. It's part of everyday Christian walk is to be a prophetic person who hears from the Lord and speaks his words. And his words are never dried up. But sometimes in our ordinary everyday conversations, we think it's okay to speak dried up words. And I just want to tell you it's not. First of all, if we speak dried up words, that means corrupt words. That means words that are a little, what, what we would say, off color. You know, my mom used to say, Kim, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> Did your parent ever tell you that? Man, I'm probably really dating myself. And uh, when I was little, that would help a little bit. I would just sort of bite my tongue, you know. When I got older now and I'm a minister, I see the, the flaw in that saying. You see, it's, it's not okay if I am speaking words that, uh, that are not nice because that means there's something not nice in my heart and it's really a heart issue. And we need to be guarding our heart and we need to be feeding our heart and we need to be examining our heart before the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us so that out of those dried up or corrupt places or perverted places or polluted places or wounded places or angry places, all the various types of ways that we feel and have emotions and the places that our hearts get damaged, that we're not speaking words out of those places because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And we always want to be speaking life. We should speak life everywhere we go. And so I want you to think a little bit right now about, about the words that you've been speaking this week. Have you, if, you're, if all of your conversations with all of your friends and all of your family were recorded and then they were put on your Facebook page or your uh, internet page or your website or put in, uh, in, a, in a blog or put on a podcast for everyone to hear, all the people that you know, to hear what you have said, would you be proud of what you said? Would you have spoken life? You see, we have to be good stewards. We have to be good stewards in our everyday language. If we're going to ever be a prophetic community that is influential in our city and in our nation, you know, there's so many words being thrown out, thrown around right now, aren't there? 
Wow. I mean, hateful, hateful words, accusations of every kind, you know, and these are dried up words. These are words that do not water the dry landscape of people's hearts. I don't know about you, but I come in contact with people every day. Some of those people are simply my spouse and my family, my grandchildren, and they've been through experiences that dry up their hearts and they feel like they're in a dry and weary land. Didn't David say, I'm in a dry and weary land? And they need, they need words spoken to them that will water that dry and weary land, that will, that will water that land to bring forth the life of Christ again. The blessing and the, and the life and the joy, you know, of, of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is who we are. And so I want you to think about the words you've spoken this week. And if you can identify that you have that you have spoken dried up words, listen, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, right? So you just basically get before the Lord, you ask him to forgive you, and then you ask him to show you the dried up place in your heart where those words came from. Was it gossip? Listen, gossip is a form of murder because we're murdering someone else's reputation and we're judging them before the Lord and before another person. And so is it gossip? Is it accusation? Was it slander? You know, was it, was it a lie? Was it a half-truth, which is a lie? Is it a judgment? Was it a criticism? These are all dried up words. Sometimes it's even worse. Sometimes it's an angry word on purpose to hurt someone, something that we didn't even mean, but now we can't take back. Sometimes it comes out of a wounded place. You know, I was thinking about words, you know, there's something called defensive communication. When I was in nursing, you know, I was taught about communication skills and, um, there's something called defensive communication. And where we are wounded, we usually have a hard time conversing in that uh, place. So if I'm wounded and insecure, then my conversations will all be defensive. I'll always be on the defense. So almost anything that you say to me, rather than hear you, I am thinking about how I can defend myself. And defensive communication is always a blocked relationship. And so where, is, where in your heart have you become defensive because of a wounding? Where in your heart have you become insecure because of a wounding? Where in your heart have you become angry because of a loss or a grief? Where in your heart have you become dried up yourself because of circumstances that you have lived through or traumas that have happened or accusations that you have suffered? You see how it all goes together? Boy, isn't, isn't the enemy a genius, man? He makes sure that dried up words are spoken to us that corrupt words are spoken to us. You know, people gossip about us, people accuse us, people criticize us, people wound us, so that our hearts are wounded so that, guess what? So that out of our hearts, our mouth speaks and we wound others. It's genius. It really is genius. And then it keeps us from moving forward and being influential with the people that we are sent to. That's just not okay. Time to, time to do away with that. So do that work today, would you? Would you spend a little time with the Lord and do that? The second place I want you to think about is where have you been hurt? Where have dried up words been spoken to you? Where have, where have you uh, heard things that never should have come to your ears? Where have you been wounded by things that never should have come? In those places, can you forgive? Jesus tells us to forgive. It's for our benefit because holding on to those things, they become a part of our identity and it's not who you are. It's just not true. And then think about words that are spoken that maybe hurt your feelings, but they are true. I hope that you'll do what I did, that you'll go before the Lord and you'll say, Lord, this really hurts, but is there any truth in that? And then ask what the root of that is. And once you find the root, 
then you can begin to come out of alignment agreement with that root. You can be healed of that. You can be delivered of that. And you can change the way you are perceived. And then, of course, forgive where you have been misunderstood. Anyway, that's the session for today, our podcast and our episode uh, of this week. And I hope that you learned something new and something good. And I hope that your words this week are going to be powerful because you know what? God wants to speak to you and he wants to send you to a certain group of people. You have an audience waiting to hear your words. And they may be one at a time, individuals, maybe a whole church, maybe a whole city, maybe it's going to be a nation. But wherever you're sent to, we need to move forward in this thing called speaking. It's a God gift. You know, it's from God. It's a gift from God. So let's steward it well, shall we? And I bless you today, and I thank you for joining me on this episode of Move Forward. Remember, never throw away your confidence, and always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.